Here we are on Tess Samad Aleph 9a. We'll get to the second Mishnah of our Mesechta. Tenidre Rishoyim. So we're going through different types of vows. Um, here we're going through what are called partial vows. Where, again, it, the ideal world, if he would have said exactly what he was doing, then there wouldn't be any question. The question was that people tend to use slang. They tend to say things in the short version. And so it's going to be up to the Mishnah to help us figure out if it's binding or not, or whether what does he mean. So um, the, each of these cases, uh, the Mishnah itself uses the short way to tell you the short vow. Um, each of these cases... It's a little bit uh, different. So uh, the first case is, he said, I'm going to make a netter like those wicked people. <laughs> That's a funny thing to say. Um, the righteous people would almost never make a promise. Uh, the other kind of people, they are always making promises. And it's not necessarily, as we're going to see, a good thing to make promises because uh, uh, the people that make lots of promises don't always keep them. But if he says, I'm going to do what those uh, people who like to make promises, um, uh, and he, he makes a commitment. The, um, let's just look quickly at the Rashi on the top. He explains the case, but it's just an example, because again, the, the words are missing here. In other words, like a vow of the wicked, what about the, what about the vow of a wicked? Right? What, what's the rest of the story here? So... The uh, Rashi gives an example. He go and show kicker Munaklafanov. And there's this loaf of bread in front of him. And it really looks good. And he says, well, I'm going to do what the wicked do. That uh, basically I'm going to make this forbidden to me. So this way I'm not going to eat what I shouldn't eat. Okay. Um, or uh, neder. Uh, so that would be uh, a form of a vow. He's making it forbidden to him like a Corbin that... Uh, that loaf of bread, or Einstein? yeah. Well, why is that considered wicked? I would think uh, it's, that's the opposite. Right. The fact that he's vowing is the problem. Not the precious. Not the fact that he's not he's keeping himself from eating the too many calories or the this loaf of bread that he shouldn't. It's the fact that he's vowing at all. Now, when one takes a vow, are you using Shem Hashem? I believe so. I believe typically. Well, here he didn't. Here he said, "Kenidre right. Rishoyim." Uh, again, if, if to speak it out fully and to know the uh, this is a yad. A yad means he's only said part of the story. Right. So the right. So the challenge is always going to be: Are we talking really about a netter or a shur? And Once we had yesterday's uh, ran that says that sometimes they're interchangeable. That really kind of is going to. Uh, <laughs> But okay, so or let's say uh, this also is an interesting case. Uh, a nozer is walking by, and he says um, uh, he takes a vow, and he says um, uh, he 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 says I'm 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 in I'm vowing, I'm taking my vow. In other words, the nozer walks by, and he says I'm vowed like those wicked guys. I'm in, or uba korban. Uh, uh, so it, basically, he takes the vow and he, he says, I'm vowing in all these cases, whether it's a loaf of bread, whether it's a nether, whether it's an animal that'll be a Corbin. 
He says, I'm doing the wicked vow. I'm doing the vow of those guys who always make promises. So uh, it would be binding. On the other hand, if he says, I'm, say, I'm saying what the righteous people say, because righteous people don't, don't, uh, don't tend to swear. Now, what happens if he uses the word nidava? Nidava is a little better than a netter. We're going to talk about that a little bit. A netter is a promise to do something later. You might not ever do your promise. Uh, nedava is you actually give something. Right now, you donate it. Uh, I am giving this to the... Uh, um, I, I am making this animal a corbin. I am doing this thing right now. So that is... Uh, there's less of a chance uh, that you won't do it. Uh, you've already donated it. Now, there is a problem with having a holy cow around the house. Um, the, the problem is that if you have it around the house, you might come to use it by mistake, um, or you might, um, uh, what's the other thing that you might, or you might delay bringing it, as we're going to see later. But uh, that's going to be the discussion whether the dava is better than a netter. But uh, the, the Mishnah, at least at the end here, we're saying, kinidvosam, like their nedava, that would work. So, again, somebody is making, he's saying, I'm vowing. And we, uh, by, based on what we see in front of him, we understand the circumstances, what he's vowing. He's, he hasn't said everything. He's just said a partial. But since we know what he means, so he's in. It's a vow. If he says, rishoyim, but what all those guys who like to always make promises... So that's a vow. If he says Ksherim, that's not a vow. If he says Nedava, uh, which is a little better than a netter, which is going to take place right away, uh, then, uh, then it, uh, it would be binding. Let's take a quick look at the Ram Kinidvosam. Um, like their uh, donation, which is using the word Nedava instead of netter. So Nedar Benazur Bekorbin, he made a vow of a, a Nedava vow. Sharik Sherry misnadvin, even kosher people give nadavas. They give donation, but Korban and Raziras, Hilka Kiyoma Hareni, Vahaya, Nazar over Lefanov. He says there's a Nazar passing in front of him, and he says, I am going to donate myself as a Nazar. I'm donating a Naziras, so to speak. Harehu Nazar. He becomes a Nazar immediately. And if he says, it'll be on me, and there's an animal in front of him, it's as if it's immediately a korban. Nedava. Uh, but it's not a shvua. The shvua would be different. We'll have to see the, the, each case uh, of how it fits uh, into this uh, particular type that we're going to go into. So let's see the Gemara. The Nazar example comes across as a little The guy's... Mm-hmm. He, he, he's saying, I'm, I'm going to be Nadav and, and Nazirah. Um, so being a nazar is a um, is a uh, is a time of holiness, and so and you're bringing offerings at the end of the naziras, and so the person is is doing a he's giving Hashem, and it's just like when you bring a korban, uh, you're bringing yourself as a nazar, so to speak. You're going through the nazar period, so that's a. Uh, you're asking, why is that an adava? Why is that a donation, is what you're asking, right? It's like, I'm donating. I'll do one. I'll give one, of the, right? Because you, may, you might not be able to afford an, uh, to bring a cow, but you can give yourself, uh, you, can, uh, you can do the nuzzer thing. That's the, uh, the okay. So let's see the Gemara. So uh, the whole concept here, though, is that you said a partial, and we knew what you meant. So the Gemara said, Dilma Hakikomer. 
Uh, but how do we know what you mean when you say, like the promise of the wicked, Maybe you meant I ain't going to do it. Not me. I'm not getting, I'm not going to, uh, but in other words, you said, maybe when you said, you said not like those people who make commitments. So, no, uh, we actually have to put in another word. He said, it'll be on me. That, in other words, it can't be that he's saying I won't make, because he's saying, Hareini, I will make. Hareini, alive, Ahayomenu. Hareini, Naziris, alive. Bekorbin, Ahayomenu, Beshua. Hareini, Naziris. So, um, basically, it's clear from his wording, we add in this extra Hareini, uh, means that I will do it. So he's definitely, he's not saying I won't swear, he's definitely saying, it's on me, I'm making this commitment. So the Morris says, Vidoma Hareini, Betainis, Komar. How do you know that he's accepting a Naziris Maybe he's accepting a tinus. Um, that's also, you know, the like with the loaf of bread or whatever. Maybe he's accepting a fast. Um, so, Amoshmuk Shayu Nazar over Lefanov. No, the Nazar was walking by. It's not a time. When, in other words, he's saying, "I'm accepting on myself." So, a fast, by the way, is also an adava. You can donate a fast. And uh, we're, we're actually just had Bahab that we're starting right with the. Uh, they actually, for today, yeah, it's, that, that's a form of a donation. Uh, uh, a person wants to... Uh, so, again, what's happened today is that we don't find with American diets where we eat as much as we do and we're at the weight and the health that we do, most people don't find fast days to be spiritual. Um, in, in previous times, that was a very spiritual thing to have a day where you didn't eat and you were able to daven more, and therefore, people would donate fasts. They would fast uh, to avoid problems. There were some people that fasted every Monday and Thursday. But the vast majority of people don't find fasts today to be uplifting, necessarily, the fast itself. And so therefore, it's fallen out of disuse, unless you're a secret tzaddik who still does it and doesn't tell anybody, and that's fine. But, the, uh, but it, you just don't see it. Uh, but in those days... Uh, even 100 years ago, even 50 years ago, there were quite a few people that fasted out of piety or out of, they, they wanted to avoid calamity or they were hoping for success of their children. There were, there were regular men and women that would fast every Monday and Thursday or would, would, uh, would, uh, would fast, uh, would constantly fast. It was just part of the, uh, it was a donation to Hashem that a poor person could do. Uh, they argue they didn't eat very much anyway, so what's the difference? You know, or they, they, they only ate late at night or they waited for sunset to eat. The, but whatever the case is, um, the question of Gemara is, when he says, I'm going to do this one for Hashem, I'm taking it on me, so how do you know he means the 30-day long hair thing? Maybe he means the fast thing. So the Gemara says, no, the Nazar walked by. So uh, in the case where he makes an oath, Dilma Hayamena Dachilna Komar, Maybe he means he's going to eat it. How do you know he's looking at it and he says, I'm, I'm it. No, he's swearing that he won't eat it. So then the Gemara says, Then this should be obvious. What he's, it's, it's a Yad Mochiach. Uh, we know what he's swearing. He didn't use the word Shvua. That he, that, um, that, that's what he means. Okay. So then we get to the next case where he says, Kenidre Kesherim. I'm going to swear, I'm vowed like the, the pious people. Lo Omer Klum, that doesn't work. Kenidosim, but a, a nedava would work. So Mantana, who's the one? Deshani lebe neder le nedava. 
that differentiates. Netters, those are no good. Nedavas are good. Whose opinion is that? Lamelo, Remerlo, Rehuda. Actually, that doesn't fit in with the two famous views. What are the two famous views? Remer, Rehuda, Tanya. Tova, Shelotida. It's better not to, so the, 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 it's better not to vow than vow and not keep it. That, that's the way the Pasuk is. To, that, that implies that only vow if you know you, you really plan on doing it. Don't, there, some people, they, they vow, and then afterwards they realize they can't do it. So it's better not to vow than vow and not do it. But to mizeh mizeh, it's better. The, this is a quote from a mayor. He says the best thing is, even when you think you can keep it, don't make promises at all. It's best not to make any, even netters are not good things, even if you know you're going to keep it. Rabbi Yehuda says, told me Zem is that no. He said, if you know you're going to keep it, it's even better. Make the netter, go and do it. No, do Michelin. So there's an intrinsic debate. Is it only bad to make a netter if you might not keep it? Uh, what about if you're likely to keep it? Again, Sabachlokas, Rameir, and Rabbi Yehuda. Uh, but they don't differentiate between a netter and a nedava. They just they differ- differentiate between a netter that you're likely to keep or not. So more said, if you tame remer, even like remer, who says it's best not to not to take certain kinds of vows. Ki kama remer, as we turn the page, benetter. That remer was against vows that was with a netter. Benedava lo kama. He never said there's something wrong with a nedava. And that's as our Mishnah, nedavas are in a different category. Um, uh, that the, the Pasuk that he brought was only talking about Nidorim, not about Nidavas. I Vadotani Kinidvosam, but didn't the Mishnah use the word Nidava? Neder Benazir Bekorbin. So that implied that Nidavas are also no good. So Lumara said you could learn Tani it, that he's not bringing a Nidava, he's Nadav Benazir Bekorbin. He's. he's uh, the, the, it's using that word to tell us that he's offering uh, his Naziris or his Korban. Uh, but the Mishnah isn't talking about a Nadava per se. Nadavas, as we say, are a little bit different category. Um, so, Frek the Gemara, why, why are they so different? Maishna, Nadar, Delo. Why are we against an enemy number one? And by the way, we have to give ourselves credit that at this particular time in history, it's not really so much our issue about taking the Dharam, uh, for the most part. You don't find our Shavuos that people are forbidding themselves and are making... Uh, it, there is some... Uh, there is, some people say you don't have, if you, you make a commitment and you, you say to do a mitzvah and you stop, that you're, you've transgressed keeping a vow. So you would say, I didn't swear. But uh, there is a concept that when... You don't have to use that word, that you... You, when you've said you'll do something, your word has committed you. So it is possible that we've done some, uh, but by and large, we don't do it intentionally. Let's put it that way for sure. There's a big awareness. Kol Nidre kind of helps on that. You know, they're, they're, they're hopefully that, um, at least in our generation, many people are aware not to swear. Uh, now if we get people not to talk in shul, like, you know, or, or the, you know, the Chavetz Chaim brought Lush and Hara back, like there are certain things that, that just have to hit our reality, right? Uh, so, uh, but, so, Maishna netter de lo. What's the reason that he made the campaign not to take netters? Dilma asi de takala, because maybe something bad will come out. Um, the, uh, what's the takala? So, Rashi speaks out, and the Ran as well. You can look on the left side. You might, you might delay bringing it. So, you, if you promise something, and you, do, and, you do, and you take too long to bring it, you get the sin of delaying. 
So better not to promise and make the pledge and then not bring it. So that, that we understand why a nether is problematic because you might end up doing a sin through it in the Davanami. Uh, if, if, you, uh, if you donate it now, also it could be problematic. What's the problem of the Nadava? Let's do the Rashi on the left side. Nadava Nami. Ki Korbin. When you say this is a holy cow, there's a problem there too. Somebody, my mistake, might give it a haircut. Uh, if it's a sheep, they might shear it or they might work it, not realizing it's a holy cow. Now, the, the only thing is you'll never have a problem of delaying gifting it. I, what do you mean? You still got to bring the sheep to the base of Mikdash. You got to bring the goat or the cow to the base of Mikdash. The koheka de isa begiza de rachmane isa. The Rashi brings an expression. Hashem collected it even wherever it is, God has it, so to speak. Meaning that when you give, make it a korban, it is a korban. Hashem has it. it it's, uh, so if you promised to bring it and you didn't bring it, you're delaying. But if you say this is the Corbin, it is a Corbin. The only problem is now you've got to be careful not to, uh, to benefit from it, uh, not to, to make sure that all the people in the barn know that it's, it's a holy cow and this and that. So the Gemara's question is, just like there are problems in the Neder, that it's, maybe it's best not to invite those problems. So the, yeah. What, what, what's interesting, though, is that Chazal give a person the entire cycle of the Shalosh Regalim to bring their Karbanos and Davos. And it doesn't say anywhere, you really should bring it that first holiday, okay, but the Yemen, you can bring it till the third one, but they allow you to go to, to bring it the whole time, and it's, it appears that it's uh, equally acceptable and considered to be uh, merit, meritorious, no matter when you bring it. And now we're seeing that you really should bring it right away, so you really shouldn't wait till the third holiday, but if that's the case, Chazal should have just said, have to bring it on the first chat. Why do they give you the entire cycle? Um, so I, b- I believe there are places where they would say to bring it right away, to be Zaris or to... Um, there's, there was a, one thing is the ideal time, and the other thing is when did the penalties kick in? So um, we're just saying that after three, the penalties kick in. But um, uh, if, if that answers what, what, what you're asking, really. In other words, you're, well, I think what, it, what um, Richard is asking is that really... If we're saying that it's not good to have it around, then you might make a mistake. So really, you should bring it right away. Why even three holidays? You know, so I, I think that's just the, uh, for those, uh, if you end up delaying for whatever reason, you have up until then. That's the, the, the last possible date. I do want to show you that the, I, I quoted Rashi. Again, I always feel guilty quoting Rashi because it's not the real Rashi. Do we hold like him? Do we not hold like him? But Rashi just told us that the Nadava, you won't, you, the problem that you'll have is by mistake, somebody might come to use it, or you might come to use the, if it's a sheep, you'll come to use the wool, or you might milk it or work it. Uh, but you don't have to worry about not bringing it because Hashem has it already. So that's the way Rashi learned. Rashi said you'll never be guilty of delaying gifting it because Hashem has it already. Look in the Ran, the Dava Nami, in the middle of the page, the Afagaf, the Amar Ezu, Dilma Pashu, Ma'achalahavi, Yosem, Mishalash, Regalim. The Ran seems to say that even in the Dava, you'll be guilty if you, if you delay bringing it more than three holidays. I don't know how he... Rashi says, what do you mean, bringing it? God has it. You said it's a Corbin. <laughs> so it is a Corbin. So it seems to be an argument 
is it enough? If you say, I'm going to bring a Corbin, uh, so you have three holidays to bring it. But here you said it's a Corbin. It is a Corbin. So is the problem that you didn't donate it? I donated it. So the question seems to be, do you got to deliver it? That seems to be the argument. Are you guilty if you don't deliver it? But anyways, that's the argument. Back to the Gemara. So what is the good way to do it? So the Gemara said, uh, like Hillel the Elder. The Tanya, we learned, Omar and it was said on Hillel Yamav. As long as he was alive, we didn't have this sin of Me'ila. Me'ila is a sin of expropriating something that belongs to Hashem, using it for your own needs. Now, it's very difficult if you have a bunch of animals in the barn and one is a holy cow, that everybody should know this cow you can't, uh, you can't use, this goat you can't use, this sheep you can't use. Why? It's mixed in. You won't know. You won't realize. But so he had a recommended procedure. Uh, what was that? Um, he told people, don't dedicate it early. In fact, you bring it non-dedicated all the way to the temple. And then as you reach the temple mount, so this way there'll be no problem. In other words, you won't have a, you won't have made a promise you didn't keep because you're you're dedicating it right there, and then you won't have a problem of somebody using it for their own needs because again you did it right up and right up in the in the base of English. Um, so, so there there is a way, in other words, to donate a, a korban that will be less problematic, like Hillazakim. So Hanika the David Karbanas. All right. So that's a way to do an adava for karbanos that everybody agrees is a good way. But how about a naziris? You promised to be a nazir. How, what would that be? What would that look like? Michael and Maymar. So the answer is, He held like Shimon HaTzadik. And now we get a story. Omar, Shimon HaTzadik, Shimon HaTzadik was the Kohen Gadol, a righteous Kohen Gadol. And there's a mitzvah to eat the Kohanim ate the Korbanos. Now, uh, a Nazar who becomes Tame uh, blew it. He's not supposed to become Tame. Sometimes it happens. Uh, and uh, he's required to bring an offering. Now, if the person regrets doing the whole thing, so it ends up you're eating an, an offering that he's upset that he even did it. So it may not really be such a holy offering, this offering, because He's, he, he might, uh, with a vow, if you regret doing it, it may not even work. So he was meharit on the Naziris? Yes. Ah, so then that's... So he's saying, I wish I never got myself into this. And so, it, so if he had gone to the right rabbi, he wouldn't even be a Nazar. So to eat his korban is like eating uh, chulin. So he said, I used to avoid eating loachalti asham benazir tami. I never ate from those nazir tami. I um, the uh, uh, because I felt like they were not uh, not holy offerings. El echad. There was one that I did eat from. What was that? Pamachas ba adam echad. Now this is interesting. Uh, did did they do exit interviews in the base of Igdosh? Did they interview the people that brought off? Maybe only the coin gadol could do. You know, like somebody brings an offering. Did you, did you ever ask, why are you bringing this? What, what motivated you to do this? You know, today you get it on the internet all the time. After you do a service, they want you to answer the questions, right? So one time somebody came all the way from the south, 
I saw he had good eyes, and he looked good. He had really nice hair. Um, it takes work to have nice hair, by the way. It's, it's, uh, it's involved. Uh, not, it's, some people have it more natural, but he had an unusually nice, you know, uh, he had long nuzzer hair. And uh, um, now one of the things about nuzzer hair is that at the end of the naziris, you cut it all off. So uh, if you have a person who has really long hair that he's been growing for months and maybe years, uh, and it took him all that time to... Uh, you don't see it so much that you, you sometimes run into... In Europe, they have these people that work on their mustaches, you know, that have this look. And they spend lots of time every day twirling and waxing and getting it just the look that they uh, get it. The, uh, they're busy with their hair. You, the truth is women do that. Um, uh, black people sometimes have to do that because their hair doesn't grow. It's difficult to get it to shape the right way. So they, they're forced to spend a lot of time with that. So uh, this fellow, though, had this lot hair that must have taken him a long time to grow it, to have this head of hair, and it, it made an impression. You met him and you said, wow, what a nice, you know, what a nice looking head of hair this guy had. So he said to him, Bani, my son, my Roy Slahashka Sarecha, you got your hair, it looks so perfect. Why would you go for the baldy? Like, you know, if somebody was into having that kind of hair, they're not the kind of guy that shaves it all off. So he says, So Omerle, um, uh, you, you, this is like, obviously, the, he liked his hair like that. So Omerlo, Roha, you see, La'apa. He tells them a story. And again, this is a Gadata, so people try to figure out why you need to know this. He says, I was a shepherd for my father, Be'iri, uh, in my hometown, and I went to fill up the water from the well, and you can see your reflection in the well. V'nistakli b'boyishli. So again, uh, most people would assume that there's, that there's more to this story. This word staring, like a person doesn't usually stare at themselves. Uh, but he said, I stared in my reflection. Um, this is a, a shepherd. It could mean that references his relationships or what, you know, he was like a shepherd. Or he was a wanderer or whatever. I don't know exactly. But uh, he was focused on himself. Yitri. And... Uh, his Yetzirah said to him, you know, you're a handsome guy. I bet the women are going to be... Um, uh, I had a secular relative who used to say that to me, you know, when, when I was growing up. Oh, the women are going to be chasing at, you know, as the yeshiva bacher was like, I don't want that. You know, that doesn't interest me. I don't, I don't need the uh, people to like this haircut or like, you know, but the secular person, that's what they want to hear. Oh, the women are going to chase you if you... So his Yetzirah was telling him, you know, with the hair like that, you could, uh, you could have it all. And this Yetzirah that was telling me, you know, I'm pretty handsome and uh, the women are going to be chasing after me, uh, that's a, uh, that was going to destroy my world. So I said to myself, Russia, you good for nothing. Is that what you're thinking about, you know, getting these women? Why are you so arrogant? The shepherd. This is what the shepherd told himself. First, he was staring at his reflection. To his, his inclination. He's talking oh, to himself. Yeah. yeah. So he said, uh, it's interesting to talk to your Yetzirah. Right? Uh, 
sometimes you have to recognize the voice inside you. So the voice that was telling him to go for the women because he's such a nice-looking guy, so he spoke back to that voice. You're good for nothing. What are you trying to convince me? Uh, to a person who's going to be Rima, worms, vitalea, dust, avoda, I swear, I'm going to cut off every last hair. So so that's why he became a Nazar. So he, he, most Nazars, he felt, were not doing it for the right reasons. But this Nazar, it was, wow, such a holy Nazar, such a good reason to be a Nazar. I got up, I kissed him on his head. I hope there are other, other people who do it like you. And so that one he did eat from. So we see there is a type of Naziris that the Sadiqim make. Um, it's interesting. Uh, usually we focus on the not drinking the wine, it's the reason for the Nazir. Here we're saying people uh, that this kind of Nazir was to not focus on his appearance. Because when you're bald, you don't have much appearance. It's just, especially if you cut your eyebrows and your. Um, I try to remember a discussion if he cut his payas or not. I think he did too. I think he cut it all out. Mm-hmm. Everything. I think so. Yeah. But either way, we were looking for a good nazar, and this was a good nazar. Uh, okay. Maskivle Rev Mani Rani has a question. Maishna Asham Nazar Tamidilo Ocham. The reason that he didn't want to eat the offerings of most of the Nazars that became Tamei wide, Asi al because it came because of a sin. I mean, the truth is, why are you eating? Oh, this guy was Mechal Shabbos. Yum, let me have that steak. Why would you want to eat the Mechal Shabbos steak? Or the, uh, he, he did a Vodazora by mistake. Like, so if you, if you didn't want to eat the Korbanos uh, because they came because of a Chet, so then, what's the difference between a nazar who became who who became tamei than all the other mistakes? The reason is, and the truth is, I gave this away. I sometimes give away punchlines beforehand. Nazars, when they kshem toyin nazrin, when they are in a state of wonder or a state of optimism uh, or a state of uh, the Rashi learns this word means fear. They make their commitment. But when it doesn't work out well for them, they end up having to keep much more days. In other words, they thought 30 days, chick, chick, can't be too bad. 30 days without wine, no haircut, no big deal. And then they keep on, uh, they, they took a certain path and somebody said, oh, somebody was buried by them. You got to start over. Oh, my goodness, he's got to start over. And... Uh, uh, and uh, it could be socially limiting not to become Tameh, and uh, you can't go certain places, and uh, so um, uh, you can't travel to Chutzlaretz. There are different things. So uh, what happens is, is that they made their commitments, and then they uh, became Tameh, they end up having to spend much more time being a Nazar than they planned on. They regret it. The Nimsa may be Kul Nazara, and if they regret it, technically they might not even be a Nazar, and technically the animal would be Kulin. So, specific to a Nazar who became Tameh, he didn't want to eat. But a regular sin offering, he would eat. So, the Mara says, He says, uh, Well, even then, the Nazar Tahar, maybe he regrets you know, doing it. Maybe it was. Uh, 
there are a lot of things people do, and then once they actually do them, are much harder. So the more said, the Amude. Uh huh. The person who took on the Nazirus wasn't doing it because of Hashem or his closeness to Hashem Baruch Hu. He was saw his reflection and he was thinking of his own personal Yetzirah, and it was really his own uh, personal reasons that he took on that Nazirus. So that put into the category that you just described. Um, it's interesting. It's not the uh, the the word Nazir means crown, and the Nazir was holy like the Kohen Gadol. You're right. It's not somebody that did it for extra holiness. This particular type of Nazar did it because he didn't want to uh, be a womanizer, you know, that he wanted to fight against his Yetzirah. But the Chiddush of the Gemara was that uh, the uh, Rav Shimon said that this was a great kind of Naziris, that Rav Shimon and Sadik said that this kind of Naziris was, um, uh, it, was it, it wasn't the usual type, but he felt that it was a good use of the Naziris. In this particular case. In this particular case, right, right, right. Um, really, what he's saying is that it's not about the... the um, uh, couldn't he have shaved off his hair without all the corbanos and all the other... You know, just pull out the shave, you know. But, uh, so the, but that's, that's what he did. So then the Gemara says, though, even a regular Naziris people find, might find difficult and they don't mean to do it. So you shouldn't eat the corbanos of even not a Nazar who sinned, but even a regular one. So the Gemara says, no, demure amed nashe de yocholindur. People know what their limits are. He knows 30 days I can manage without wine. So there, he doesn't regret it. But, you know, when he became Tame, that created issues, and then he did. We will stop here on the uh, Ebois Amah.